about the state of racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Uh, Matty Stewart has Thursdays off because you need to tune in to his Sunday brunch with Dr. Turf and Matty Stewart. So that means Tim Yateman steps up to the plate to tell us uh, everything that is happening in the world of racing from racing.com. How are you, Tim? Very well, Michael. Good to be with you again. Hopefully uh, the technical glitches of seven days ago have been ironed out. The bills have all been paid and we can get through this segment uh, together, Michael, because it's always better to dance with somebody else. No, some people thought we might have sacked you on the spot last week when we <laughs> yanked you off air, but no, it was a technical issue, and that's what... <laughs> I'm sure that would have been very believable. <laughs> uh, you are back. Uh, yesterday's Bendigo Cup meeting it was a great day, some really good performances, and it was a, a thrilling Cup finish, which has made the Melbourne Cup picture maybe a little clearer. With interpretation on the outside, then Luncey's Braden Star. Interpretation, he's trying to break an 811 day drought. Braden Star still fights though. Braden Star, interpretation, interpretation, last stride. Interpretation's done it. 811 days without a win. Good luck in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, good luck in the Melbourne Cup indeed. Where does that now place him, Tim, in the order of entry? Well, he didn't get a penalty yesterday despite winning the Bendigo Cup, Michael. So he did jump up to 24, of course, on prize money, which gets him into the race. And unfortunately for the connections of ladies, man, bumps them down to 25th. And at the Baskin as well, lingering on the uh, on the fringes of getting a run at 26. So it's basically those two that are the ones that uh, will be running on Saturday and pressing their case, of course, in the Archer. So... While it was terrific for the connections of interpretation, I imagine uh, across the ditch they wouldn't have been too happy. But, gee whiz, coming around the bend, Michael, you couldn't have had enough on interpretation. I thought he was going to run away and win by six. But uh, Braden Starr's credit, he, uh, he fought on well and it was a terrific race in front of what looked like an absolutely magnificent crowd in splendid conditions. So he might have to head up there next year, tick that one off the bucket list, I think. Yeah, uh, we had Kira Mara on this morning with uh, the Hoss and this is what he had to say about interpretation's win. This preparation, he's actually been uh, pretty genuine. He was a cult when he came out, and I think, yeah, he he, he was gelded, and um, and uh, I just think he's, you know, he's a lot, he's a, a lot more pleasant horse, and uh, he's a lot nicer to do every, anything with, and he's been actually quite genuine by this time in. Like, uh, he's probably only had one blemish, but then last start he had to go back from a wide gate. Uh, I thought he hit the line really well, and and. Uh, yeah, that that was his race yesterday to to hold his hand up and uh, under a good ride by Mickey D. Thankfully, he got there. Well, for connections, it'd be good to see him in another Melbourne Cup. He was uh, obviously one of the internationals that had just arrived and he actually didn't finish in last year's Cup. So they've done a good job to get him back. But as you touched on, the Lexus Archer Stakes is going to be very interesting now on Saturday. Small field, probably a little disappointing, just seven runners. But of those seven runners, there are now four horses that, if they win, uh, will find themselves in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Ladies' man who you mentioned, Athabaskan, mostly cloudy, and also United Nations, who was the stable mate of interpretation. So as it stands, Kieran Ma, Dave Eustace have five runners in this year's Melbourne Cup, which was the same number that they had in last year's Melbourne Cup. Uh, the the scanning process, the veterinary um, process is underway. We'll wait to see if any horses are deemed unfit, a little like uh, what happened to Luna Flair last year. So... 
Uh, he's not guaranteed at this stage interpretation. Um, if one of those four horses wins Alexis Archer, he'll be pushed to 25, and then it will come down to who wants to accept on Saturday after Derby Day and uh, if any horses are deemed unfit. Uh, just on that too, we had an interview with John O'Shea yesterday, obviously the trainer of Athabaskan, and a little bit confusion about when we were discussing um, what happens post the Archer Stakes, and I think John mentioned that they would need to have their CT scans or their sedation. Well, that's not the case. So every runner that is left in the Melbourne Cup, the 29 of them, have already had their CT scans done and the sedation. So all that is remaining is the final veterinary test. So they'll be completed today and tomorrow. And then whoever wins the Archer, it will be done on the Sunday after that race. So uh, there's still a fair few twists and turns yet to go, Tim. Yeah, and I know the camp of Athabaskan, the horse that you mentioned of, of course, trained by John O'Shea and owned by the OTI colours, uh, Terry Henderson and the team, very, very bullish about what this horse might be able to do if he was to make it into the Melbourne Cup field. We've seen him put the runs on the board, albeit without winning. And his last couple of starts, desperately unlucky, of course, at the Valley going back a, a week or so. But... Um, yeah, a lot of confidence within the camp and, and from John O'Shea that if this horse is going to get a run in the Melbourne Cup, the 3,200 metres would be absolutely no worries. And, uh, you know, it would be a, a genuine chance, particularly, uh, well, obviously he's got to make his way to the field, but he's going to be rock hard fifth given that he'll be running on Saturday as well. So plenty to play out. It wouldn't be the Melbourne Cup or the week leading into the Melbourne Cup without uh, a little bit of drama and uncertainty. Well, according to the market, he's the one most likely to find his way into the Melbourne Cup. He's a firm favourite in the Archer after uh, having no luck in the, the Mooney Valley mm. Cup. Um, it's going to be a different race, though, because there's no gold trips in that Archer on Saturday, and there is obviously the defending champion on Tuesday, Kiramar, again this morning. Gee, he sounds confident about gold trip in the Cup. I, I don't reckon he could be better. Um, I watched him work this morning. The, the Caulfield Cup, you know, he knew he had a run. Um, it took him sort of three days to, to sort of, you know, come back to his best. He, he had a snooze for a couple of days in the stables. Um, but the way he was this morning out on the track, he he breezed through the cost plate like it was a track gallop. Well, yeah, he's been in better form all season. Um, he looks amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I just think he's a horse that's, you know, at top of his game, and uh, which he'll need to be, because you know I thought the Caulfield Cup was was a stronger addition this year, and I think the Melbourne Cup is too. But um, he's certainly in a in a fantastic order, and um, yeah, it was pretty heartening. Uh, he's run in the Cox Plate, and uh, the way he's pulled up is even better. Geez, does sound confident. He's got a he's got a rewrite history. He's got J Mac on his back. Um, there's only been five horses that have gone back to back in a Melbourne Cup um, in the entire history, the 162 years that we've had the Melbourne Cup, and no horse in the modern era has carried 58 and a half kilos. But the form that he's in, you certainly wouldn't underestimate him. And and he's now the favourite, equal fa- second favourite, I should say, behind Vauban. He's the, the favoured runner of all of the Australian trained horses. Um, what's the weather looking like, Tim? It's going to be pretty warm. They're tipping on Cup Day? I think so, yeah. I was actually listening to your show, well, your, uh, your station show a little bit earlier with the, uh, the breakfast team, and I think they were saying that it's almost going to be nudging uh, the 30-degree mark. Mm. And 
what was interesting towards the back end of the day, I think it was uh, Andrew Bensley saying that they might even be predicting some some late storm activity towards the back end of the day. So, gee, that could make things interesting if it, you know, quarter to three or something, a, a thunderstorm rolls through. But other than that, it's looking absolutely perfect. Conditions will be, it won't be warm on Saturday, but most importantly, it'll be, it'll be clear and sunny. And then the lead into Tuesday is... Uh, Absolutely beautiful Tuesday itself, looking at a top 27 with uh, yeah, the chance of some late thunderstorms uh, in the afternoon. So, yeah, fingers crossed that uh, it's a perfect week weather-wise. But, uh, yeah, apart from Tuesday afternoon, it certainly looks uh, ideal. Uh, speaking of the Cup, all the jockeys are now starting to slowly filter in uh, to their positions. I heard this morning that... Um, Dan Stackhouse has got the ride on Dashwin Sweet Junior for Philip Stokes, which is a great pickup for him. Uh, Bo Mertens yesterday told me that he'll be on either Shiraz or Magical Lagoon for the Waller Camp. Zach Lloyd's been booked to ride Ath- Athabaskan if he does make his way into the Melbourne Cup. And uh, Kieran McAvoy, who's a Cups king uh, when it comes to the Melbourne Cup, has also secured his ride. Certainly has. Michael, he'll be riding Ashrun, of course, one of those five Kieran Murray and David Eustace runners that are uh, in the cup as of right this moment. Uh, 51 and a half kilos for Kieran. We know he's a terrific lightweight rider has obviously had such great success in the Melbourne Cup in the past. Dylan Gibbons, the other one, interestingly, on Akita Sushi for Joseph O'Brien. Still waiting on jockeys, as you said, for Shiraz or the confirmation which way they will go. Magical Lagoon, um, this might be a list that I haven't updated in a couple of weeks or a couple of days, but Ben Thompson was the one I wanted to touch on, Michael. True marvel for Matty Smith. They, uh, another good opportunity for, for Benny Thompson, who's doing a terrific job. Billy Egan, of course, on Vow and Declare. Um, been riding him really well this time in. Of course, Joe Marira jumps aboard Sulcum with Craig Williams uh, jumping on the Stotchka. It's a, uh, the merry-go-round that you would expect leading into the Melbourne Cup and... Uh, yeah, Mark Zara's decision to uh, to take without a fight ride and uh, and leave the door open for J Mac to swan on in on Gold Trip. It's um it's going to be uh, a great story no matter what way it goes. Well, certainly, that's that's good for Benny Thompson to get a ride there on True Marvel in the cup as well. Uh, and we're going to try and have a chat a little later to Andrew Lewis, but. It would be some story if uh, he could win the Derby with another South Australian raider. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do it at 100 to 1 like they did 15 years ago with Rebel Raider, Michael. But uh, Air Assault is the, the chance that the stable has this year, of course. Andrew Glewis, who is Leon McDonald's son-in-law, and his son, so Leon's grandson, Joe Glewis, who is over here in Victoria doing a terrific job looking after the horse. It was a really good run in the bars last week, wasn't it? He was sort of taking ground off the first couple uh, right in the last furlong or so, and... Uh, all reports are from the stable that every run this horse has is gradually putting it together perhaps more mentally than physically. He was a little bit of a tricky uh, horse in his juvenile days, particularly when he was a colt. He's since been gelded. We know he's a listed winner over 1,800 metres, albeit in South Australia. He was stay all day. He makes his own luck on pace. He's drawn relatively well. He's ticking a few boxes and... Uh, well, it probably wouldn't be a great surprise to see uh, these colours and uh, the name, although Leon McDonald's not in the uh, in the training book as such, still an integral part of the operation. And uh, yeah, it'd be a terrific story. Thoroughly looking forward to uh, to hearing from Andrew a little bit later on. 
Uh, no doubt about that. It would be a wonderful story. The South Australians got a couple of runners on Derby Day, which they'll be flying the South Aussie flag. Uh, Tim, great job as always. And uh, you're going to be very busy as we all will be over the next few days. Look forward to seeing it all on racing.com. Yes, absolutely, Michael. Uh, but that's why we do it, isn't it? The best seven days or so uh, of the year. So bring it on. Good on you, mate. Tim Yakeman from racing.com.